From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. It's DC Chat. Another week. Only a short week this week. Mitch, Terry, hello. Hello. Guten Morgen. Yes. <laughs> a very, very short week this week. We've only got Supergirl and Arrow. Ah, oh, but a couple of good episodes, I think. And I think even Terry, I think you're even going to be happy with Arrow this week. Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll get to good that. Tease, good tease. We'll get to that after uh, Supergirl, of course. But before we do that, Mitchell, you're going to whack up the two time codes just yep. in case somebody doesn't want to listen to Supergirl and they want to skip through to Arrow. You'll you be know, able if to there's any that. week to, to, to listen to both regardless, make it this week. It's, you're only going to spoil one show, potentially. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Supergirl, let's get straight into it. The Luthers. Yes. You would have been happy, Terry. Oh, my God, I was. Morgana is back in it. She's Who? Lena. Why, why Lena is Luther. Name Morga- because she was Morgana in Merlin. Oh, God, not again. I've told you this before. Yeah, but how am I supposed to remember all these hey, names? Katie There's enough Ma- names to Katie remember. Katie McGrath. Is that better? Well, no, you not- don't know who Katie McGrath is. <laughs> no. And actually, can I... I want to refer to a text message I've got here. Mitch, I haven't told you about this yet. So this is Terry, right? <laughs> Thursday, 6.57pm. Grey is in an episode of Modern Family. Lol. <laughs> Tyrese was in the Goldbergs. <laughs> so I wrote back, Tyrese? Question mark. And I get back, the bad dude church in Arrow that Prometheus killed who was Tyrese in The Walking Dead. Wow, what a tedious link. And I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this to me over text. I don't even watch The Walking Dead. Well, you so should. So I've got we'll no idea. I, so, I didn't I text it to... I texted both of nope, you. No, I sure didn't. No, just, just me. just Ben. So oh, thanks, appreciate that's, that. That's okay. You're, you're very welcome. So, But it was cool seeing Grey in a different show as well. Yeah, it was great. And, and awesome. Tyrese played a very different character in The Goldbergs. Sure. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. But back to Lena. Yes. So, yeah, it was it was all very predictable, wasn't it, that what was going to happen. But It was. But we did find out that she is a genuinely a Luther. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice touch. I like that. Yeah. Do you think that... Oh, I'm kind of skipping around the place here. Is, is she going to be bad? Is she going to end up bad? I, I mean, if we're going to skip around, I think that end little tease with the chess piece. Yeah. Just the whole idea what that was she's, that? She's got I the checkmate sort of yeah. over. You know, like I, I've never trusted her fully. Like, I think in any given situation, she's the good guy. You know, against her mother, she's good, but I think she's playing a real long con. We've, we're learning. We're getting told in actual dialogue to us, the dumb audience, you are a real Luther. Yeah. There's no way she's in here just to be, you know, some kind of pretty distraction. With, with green eyes. With green eyes. <laughs> Kryptonite eyes. And just eyes. to bug you, Ben, when she was in Merlin as Morgana, she started out as 
the good, you know, innocent Morgana right. and then became the evil sorceress. Right. So and She's got pedigree. We, yeah. So we <laughs> She's know typecast. We, we exactly well, that's what I was about to say. I reckon that's pretty much what they're gonna do. She's she's good, but she's gonna be evil. I don't care either way. Or she's maybe they've done that, knowing that you, Terry, have been watching that other show, and it's the triple rope dope. <laughs> they think that you think that that's what's going to happen. Maybe. Or maybe she's just going to be good. I, I don't care. I just like looking at her. So <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm easy all, either she's way. She's attractive. The eyes have She's it. gorgeous. Yeah. Not the she's, green eyes, but she's you know better what I mean. than Detective Hot. Way better. Well, way. Look, I'd like to see him fight it out for the title, to be honest. <laughs> In the bar. Yeah. You know what? I mean, that was where this episode pretty much started, beyond the uh, the flashback of the yes. Luther family, which was actually a very cool way to start it. Lionel Luther, um, the uh, the patriarch, um, you know, bringing her home, but they skipped straight to the bar, and I'm like, this is just their go-to. It's it's the yep. Cheers bar. Like, yep. most of the people that went to drink there aren't aliens, but what? it's yeah, just like, that's... yeah, well, let's just go down and hang out. But that's what I don't get. So this is a secret bar from the DEO, which yep. we joked about a few weeks ago. They don't know, but there's all these humans down there just having drinks. Mm. Yes. And the the main one that stands out to me is Kara, because everyone in there, except for the people she's drinking with, mm. doesn't know she's Supergirl. She still maintains the... And Manel. What do you they mean? Don't, well, oh, they, they don't, don't know, know that he's, he's a... alien either, I don't think. Oh, don't they? I don't think so. Well, they might know that he's alien, but not that he's, you know, from that Krypton area or something. That and he's the chill, prince. You know, yeah, and the prince. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he yeah. is the prince. Um, we didn't see any well, of that this week, which is a bit disappointing. I was hoping for another tease on that. No, I think I'm done anything. with the teasers. I, I want to. I want something more of a reveal around that next time they address it. So yeah. I'm kind of glad they skipped over it and almost skipped over him entirely. The whole. It's because you know, he was busy in Vampire Diaries as well. Oh, was he? Yes, yeah, right. He was quite busy. Scheduling conflicts. Yeah. But you watch a lot of television, Terry. I do. That's not I? a bad thing. <laughs> I know I'm not having a crack at you. Uh, actually, if I had a hat, I'd take it off to you. <laughs> so speaking of reveals, the whole point of that bar scene was um, Alex coming out to everybody. Yeah. That, and John um, Jones, yeah, I'm psychic. That I knew all the time. Yeah, you do. You're psychic when it's convenient. Well, yes. What about when the world's at risk? Uh, but that's... Oh, there was a psychic block, remember? Of course. From <laughs> other psychics. It's, it's very complicated. Uh, yeah, no, I liked. Uh, it, w- it felt weird that uh, after us, the audience have, you know, been informed about this. We- we've accepted it for lack of a better word over the last couple of weeks. That they're now making a big deal of it again, but to the characters. Whereas I, I think we, at least for me, I didn't feel the emphasis of that scene because I already we knew already about knew. this weeks and weeks ago. So I'm like, yeah. well, why is it such a a big thing? And then it was. I think they were doing that just to prove that even for these characters, it's not a big thing. You know, like John Jones was happy for her and you had Jimmy. He was surprised, but only because they were expecting a bloke. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. And then mon going, is this a big deal on Earth? That's weird because now, you know, planet more the merrier and this isn't really a thing, you know, so. Which is great. So two political yeah. <laughs> statements in the two shows we're going to talk about today. I mean, this was a minor political statement. Arrow certainly was just like. I'll be jumping forward, mate. Don't be jumping. Don't be at home. Do you want to just skip no, Supergirl and just move on? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait. All right. <laughs> now, again, I don't read comic books very often, if at all, ever in my life. <laughs> so my knowledge is very, very limited. However, I believe that vault of Lex's would have had, if I was a comic book reader, just a plethora 
of goodies to look at. No? Blank stares. What? The, that oh. vault of... Oh, the vault of Lexus. Yeah. yeah. The one that Lena because there's all these little things. Oh, there's there's his war suit. And I'm like, who is... What? Is war what? Yeah, when did he wear a war suit? Yeah. But I guess, was that ever in the comics, Mitch? Uh, yeah, he's he's built a lot of things along the way. You know, kryptonite powered or, or, or fused and, and other such devices that he's tried to come up with to, to, to kill Superman. So while we haven't been told about a lot of it, I do like that the Supergirl series exists in a world years and years after Superman has been around and, and you know, uh, Lex Luthor has become his enemy. And obviously Lex Luthor is now in jail and has been in jail for many, many years. So I like that there's all this rich history that they can probably just bring up whenever they want to until they give Superman his own show, whether that's ever going to happen or not. Yeah. They can just pluck little bits and pieces along the way and, and, and give... Supergirl, a new episode or, or a new story arc for, for many episodes um, from Superman's story history. So I got the feeling in the past, I thought that Lex was in jail somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Right? In this episode, the mother was talking like he was dead. Yeah, I noticed, especially towards the end of the episode, it was like, you know... We're the only two Luthers left. Yeah, like, but I think early right. on in the episode, or maybe I'm just having memories from earlier in the season, he's definitely in jail. Yeah, I thought so. So then why didn't they break him out instead of just breaking yeah. her out? Someone who didn't even want to be a part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't I didn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's all about girl power, this show. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think that it obviously comes down to the making of the show and they could break Lex out. Like, that's what the characters in a comic book might do, but they're not ready to cast Lex Luthor because Michael once Rosenbaum. you do, it's done. <laughs> it's there. I saw actually one uh, one fan online or a website, you know, they had an article up saying who should play Lex Luthor. And I didn't read it, but the thumbnail sort of, you know, clickbait uh, image they used was of, oh, I can't think of the character's name now, but the uh, guy... It should be Michael Rosenbaum. The, the really evil guy from Game of Thrones this past year. I, oh, I won't go into what happens um, and spoil Game of Thrones if you're not caught up yet or anything. But you mean the dogs? The, yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, with the guy. dogs. The, yeah. the owner of the, and, and yeah, Sansa yeah. Stark and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so, we know. Yeah, yeah, so that guy. And I'm like, oh, that'll be interesting. Bolton? Bolton, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they suggested him, and I'm like, that would actually be interesting. Because well, he was evil. He was, yeah. So I think anyone that has a carryover audience, like I'm sure all of us here watch Game of Thrones, you, you'd immediately believe him to be the most evil bloke in the world, even mm. in a comic book world. But I've also seen, just to touch off on him, he has actually been cast in the Inhumans miniseries that Marvel are doing at the end of the year. So he ain't getting any DC work anytime soon. Yeah. Well, you know, that other chick that's in all of them all the time. What's her name? The Aussie one. Yeah. She jumps around all she over does. the place. So yeah. she was in last season's Mar she was Sky's mum, right? Yep. That's true. And now she's running some human slavery thing on another world <laughs> yep. in DC, so the rules are there to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna skip right to the end. I'm glad they got their shit together and were almost going to kiss. Mm, my so Del and Cara. Please let it be not awkward now between them. They are together. I hope they don't go back well, to that. They're like, oh, we, we didn't kiss, so it doesn't really count, so now there's still going to be awkwardness. I hope that doesn't happen. I was like, yeah, we're now together. But then what is that thing that uh, came into the room? Mm. I actually wrote WTF was the ending. It was just, I thought, and I think I mentioned this to you, Mitch, I thought it was the beginning of that episode but it's it's not oh the crossover that i don't know about oh yes. no I, I can see why you would think that because it looked ridiculous yeah it looked and sounded <laughs> ridiculous but um 
Yeah, uh, I, I do know what that is because I know about the character um, from the comics. So, I mean, if you're listening to this, you know the character, you know what he's about. And I think to, the, the, almost the first thing I know about this guy is how you beat him. Because Right. So is he evil? Because I got the uh, feeling, and this is so interesting that you know from reading comics, this is my point from before, that I know nothing about comics. So I'm just like, well, who the hell's Tinkerbell now? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was there for good or good in his own mind that he was there to protect oh, I don't know it, he kind of reminded me of remember that really annoying Cupid chick on Arrow uh, yeah he reminded me of I know it was only for a split second but that's where my mind went like oh no is he like a this person was there stupid. for half a second I know but it was what he said and Terry's made up her just, mind and I've yep I've already decided well what, is she, what does he actually say I'm I, and I still I don't know even even really hardcore DC fans that I know don't know how to pronounce his name but Mister Mixelplexic something like that yeah. right you read it it there's not a vowel to be found it's just all consonants it's it, you, you can't pronounce this guy's name sure and that's part of the thing about him right okay yeah. well, no spoilers but no spoil but what does he say do when he comes that. into the room well he says I'm in love with you I'm Mister whatever you pronounce it. And I'm in love with you, Kara. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Which is why so, I thought it was another Cupid type thing. Yeah. I mean, black or white, if, if you can split good or baddie into a black or white answer, he is bad. But I think he does err more on the side of annoying. Right. Annoying, you know, dipping his foot into the into the bad sort of zone. So Awesome. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go with, uh, with him in the next episode, knowing that the crossover that we're dreading slash looking forward to is only a couple of episodes away as well. It'll be a weird three, four weeks in in Supergirl territory. Mm. Mm. I, I know nothing, so it's, <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else happened in this episode of Metallo. Note? Metallo, sorry. Metallo. He was the main baddie other than obviously he's Venus the mother. Um, one that's supercharged with yeah. the kryptonite yes and then he uh, exploded now when last time we saw him I remember there was a fight scene on a bridge with Superman and Supergirl right yeah. yes and he by himself seemed to take them both down pretty well now she just dodges those kryptonite laser beams hmm you know, it didn't seem as because seemed like they, it was as powerful. Yeah, but don't Synthetic. forget they said it was. Yeah, they said it was a dodgy. Right. So you know. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I mean, it was still beating her at the oh, start before they her. revealed it. <laughs> so shit. But then when they revealed it at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, now she can dodge it because the audience now knows that it's not real, even though it was never real in that story. But yeah. now you raise a good point there, Terry, because they at the start of this episode again fall into the trap that they fall into with Supergirl. And the Flash, where they put these incredibly powered heroes into a situation they should be able to fix, right? So at the start, when Lillian uh, and Metallo escape from the uh, the courthouse, Supergirl shows up and goes, "No, you're not getting away that easy." And Metallo yeah. blasts the crane, and Lillian goes, "Well, you can stop me, or you can save them." Yeah. Who's them? She turns around. The th the crane starts to fall, and she looks back, and then she's thinking, "Okay, well, I better go save them." And I'm like, "Before she gave you that ultimatum, before she finished the sentence, she could you have could her. have zipped up, 
like reforged the the bloody crane with your dragged, eyes. Dragged every, you could do that from here. You could drag everybody out of the way and come back before she said, or save them. Yeah. And have her in handcuffs. Yeah, it but sucks. It's twelve minutes into the episode, and we need to further the story along. It's like they. But just, even after, you know what? Even after all that. The crane's falling. She goes up. She catches it. She puts it on the ground or whatever she does. She turns around. How far could two humans really have done? I know. Mm. Yeah. They can't hide from her. She's got yeah. x-ray vision. Yeah. They would have made it, say, couple of a hundred, well, not even, a hundred metres. At yeah. best. Oh, and she turns around, but no, no, no. She couldn't catch them because she had to do a little smile after she got her applause. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm like, if you turn around and you're smiling, I'll be so... Ah, she's smiling! <laughs> <laughs> and then you're she supposed comes... to be chasing the bad guy! She comes back to the DEO and goes, I've flown over the city twice. They are nowhere to be found. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me after you smiled at the audience, uh, at, the, at the crowd around you, that's when you immediately started flying across the city twice and you still couldn't find them? Like, like beat cops could have shut down the city block and you would have found them. Quinton, half drunk, would have found them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, let's get us into Arrow yeah, on that yeah. note. Bloody hell. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> Mitch, you mentioned before how political this episode was. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Can we have a political sledgehammer, please? <laughs> dun, dun. Are you sure this episode got its message across about gun control? No. Was it about gun it was, control? Oh, I thought it was saving the whales. <laughs> oh, it was pretty seriously. subtle. Wow. Yeah. Subtle. See, I come into this episode uh, a couple of days late, surprise, surprise. So I'd already seen some uh, article review articles online from uh, other <laughs> Can websites. You do that to no, no, yourself? I didn't read them. But that, that would was, be my nightmare. They, it wasn't. I didn't read them, but it said should. Arrow have done what it did do. It said, or was it better off not saying anything? Would that have been more about the message? And then I actually did forget about it until a third of the way through this episode. And, and I'm like, oh, hang on. And, and I started looking at everything, I think, through a different set of you know goggles or glasses sort of thing, because all of a sudden I was judging it uh, about how strongly this message was coming yeah. across. But you know what? Even if I'd never read those articles... It wouldn't have been saved because they did this in a way they've never done it before. And I don't know why. Well, this is what I was wondering. When was it shot and what was going on at the time in the US? That's what I mean. Now, I th they're only ever really... It's months ago, right? Only a, like Honestly, I reckon they only operate about six weeks in advance. Oh, right. Really. That closely. Yeah. So like when, they're, when they go to their mid-season break, that's really when they start filming part two of the season. Oh. So would that line up with Trump becoming president? It, it would, but, I mean, was there really a lot of gun control? I mean, we don't know. So. We, we only hear about, I guess, the biggest stuff. If there's sort well, of... We only hear about the fake news. Yeah, of course, yeah. we only get the fake news. <laughs> so the real news is gun control, and that's definitely what's going on. That's why they're writing this episode. But, uh, yeah, so heavy-handed with it. It was full on. So, but did you notice... Come on, remember what I said with the last week's episode, Quentin and Renee, they sound the same, they look the same, they got the same speech thing. You well, you, you said it? you accused of them both having a speech impediment. Well, <laughs> I think it may have been a stretch. It, yeah, so it might not be an, an the only impediment, thing but they do speak. They just sound like they're from New York. No. They've got that kind of twang to them. They've got a like when they say S's, it's a like you know, the Sean Connery sh thing that yeah, yeah. very and both of them do that. Whereas no one else does. If I the people with them arrows, <laughs> put them arrows in your in your quiver. 
I don't think it's that bad, is it? No, it's not yes. that bad. I, it's well, not that bad. Jesus. You know what? I did look out for it, Terry, and I didn't you really did, you, notice. Okay. And it's I was trying me. to hear them sound the same. I didn't even remember to look for it, and I never picked up on it. So It's just me. I'll try again this week. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big weekend of comebacks, though. Thea, Vigilante. Finally. People that we haven't seen in eons are finally back. Yeah, it's okay. So, first of all, where was Thea? And and I'm talking Story. on the show and professionally. Was she off filming something else? Surely, Terry, you'll know. Okay, so I, I did look it up because it drove me a little bit nuts that she was, you know, mysteriously gone. gone and yeah. then she's just... So, she's actually only contracted for 14 of the 23 episodes. Wow, okay. Yes. So, they had to just you know, lose her for a few episodes. Mm. Interesting. Considering how they've written her character as being so integral to, I guess, his, you know, public persona. Well, he relies on her, yeah. Yeah, She's the mayor's assistant and shit, and all of a sudden she just ups and has a holiday. Well, didn't she do... Quentin is also... Yeah, didn't she do something wrong a few weeks ago and she said, I'll step down? Didn't she mess Uh, something right up? It was to do with the girlfriend, the reporter. reporter. But that was all rectified and, and all of that. But, um, yeah, yeah, so okay. I guess that's also why she's not speedy anymore either because she can only do 14 episodes. Mm. So conveniently she doesn't want to kill anymore. Yes. Right. Okay, fair Very enough. Convenient. So she's back. Didn't really add too much. Just no. <laughs> they're easing her back in. <laughs> very, very Baby much, steps, so. baby steps. Um, and who else did you say? Vigilante. Yeah. So we did bring him up a couple of weeks ago. Well, every week I think we bring him up to yeah. say, hey, hey, where is he? Where's Michael Dawn, a.k.a. Prometheus? <laughs> yes, I'm full to Terry. <laughs> I am 100% sure that he is... What's it? The, what DA. Is it? the DA. Yeah. 100% sure. Totally. That's what I wanted to ask, though, because we didn't see Vigilante until after we saw the DA get shot, shot through the shoulder... Was, he was pretty pale. He was looking like he was turning into either a zombie or some kind of vampire when he was trying to leave <laughs> the hospital. His wife telling him, no, you've got to stay, Oliver, demanding and ordering him to stay in the hospital. And he's like, yeah, you're right, because I feel like crap. And then while we never saw Vigilante get athletic and, and all that, he was, you know, he'd zip line down or whatever and was just shooting the shit up and then he disappeared. So absolutely, that was my question I had to ask you guys was, theoretically... That could be the DA. Yeah. Does what we saw in this episode strengthen or weaken our prediction that uh, that the DA and Vigilante are one and the same? I think it strengthens it because they like to do that whole switcheroo thing on yeah. us. You know, oh, okay, so maybe it's not him because he got hurt. And so then it actually is him. And then they... Mm. Because there's been times where Oliver's been um, pretty shot to shit and he's managed to still, you know, get I up agree. and do things. I agree 100%. And when he spoke to uh, Arrow, uh, when he just shot that guy that was hanging upside down, his voice sounded so much like the DA. It just... It sounded like him. It didn't mm. sound like Worf anymore? Is that what you're saying? No, Worf's Prometheus. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Yeah, no, the DA's... I'm getting them confused. Yeah, well, that's just it. There's two of them, really. There's two... And where's he? Masked. Yeah, that's it. Where is the... Where's Prometheus? Him or Artemis? Like, they've both just disappeared. Yeah. They haven't been... What have we been back now? Four weeks, I think, with Arrows. Yeah. We've had four weeks since the mid-season break. And the big bad of the season, hardly even getting a mention. Yeah. Yeah. Yet they're all, like, prepping for 
his end game, whatever that may be. And at least now in this episode tonight, they were at least talking about trying to find Prometheus's mother. You know, the uh, the, the the wife, or at least the the lover of the guy that uh, that Oliver killed in in season one when the arrow first popped up. So you know, they're they're bringing up stuff to do with Prometheus, but it's almost just to remind us that he still exists because they're just filling in time with other stuff that's going on. I thought the guy who was the shooter, who was, I guess, he was the bad guy in this, right? For all intents and purposes. I wondered, you know how Prometheus has the thing about uh, turning all of Oliver's people against him and ripping everything that Oliver loves away and all the rest of it? I wondered whether this guy was part of Prometheus's plan at, while it was actually happening, but then clearly it wasn't. And then by that, it seemed to come out of nowhere. Like the guy, it was kind of like a really sideline story. I, mm. Did anyone else notice that? Mm. It, it reminds me, do you remember way back when um, Prometheus was cut and then the next scene was Quentin with the cut? Mm. That is another, it's just, you know, it was there for that episode and then nothing. So maybe this guy was the same sort of thing. He's just there for the sake of being there and yep. then it, he won't even have a mention or is he? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting, though, because the, the big thing about this episode was that it was showing how much change Oliver, as Oliver, can bring about you yeah. know, through not being the Green Arrow. And, and that was, a, you know, even whether you like or you don't like how it, how it was done, just the fact that it did happen, that Oliver showed up at the hospital and had to talk him down as the mayor and promise some change and then did... Which I was shocked about. I thought, for sure, because he told the team, suit up, I'll meet you there. Yeah. And... It, Wow, you are meeting them there. The Arrow Cave is underneath his mayoral office, yes? Like, they take an, a, a certain yeah, elevator so. down. Like, yeah. him saying, suit up and meet me there, he only has to go downstairs and get dressed. So, yeah, why did he show up to the hospital Well, I think Oliver? it comes back to what he said earlier in the episode where he has to solve this as Oliver Queen, not as the Arrow. Because the Arrow only does violence. He can't fight violence with violence was his whole thing. And then they got the gun control and then mm. it further strengthens the political agenda of the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like it, they, it, it got them to where they wanted it to get to at the end. But I just think considering how we saw this bloke shoot the place up and quite a, a pretty hectic sort of opening scene, even though Oliver wants to bring about change as Oliver Queen rather than the Green Arrow, I don't see him going to have a secondary meet with that guy in a hospital without his own armor and mask and weapons that 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 seems strange to me i i liked what they did do as its own scene oliver having the big monologue but how did he get there he must have ditched his detail again he would have had to have in in, in a way yeah and had that uh that other you know alderman or, or whatever she was that woman that was there um coming up with the, the new gun control act, yeah. had she have done the math that he got a call on his phone to say that this guy was going to the hospital yeah. and then the hospital wasn't actually under threat for another 20 minutes, if she had worked that out, there would have been some sus questions going on there, much like his girlfriend had last week, who is nowhere to be seen in this episode, and the fact that she thinks that she knows that he's the Green Arrow, you know, something else we were teased at and then... Nothing. Yeah, I must admit, I do hate... when we, Terry, we watch Supernatural. Mitch, you know, you're about a, a decade and a half behind. <laughs> yeah, no, that's accurate. It is accurate, actually. <laughs> um, that 
I like the big episodes when they're all about the big story arc with you know, Cass and um, Crowley. Crowley. I like those episodes. You have mentioned in the past that you don't like the villain of the week. Sorry, you like the villain of the week ones more than yes. you like the big story ones. Yep. I like the big story ones and I feel, and I think it was what you were kind of alluding to there, Mitch, that they throw us a little teaser, which is to do with the story arc. And then they just rip rip it away the very next week and go off on another tangent with mm. some nothing storyline. Yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> stick with the story. If you're going to do this big story arc, stick with it. Yeah, give me give me more each week. Don't just cock tease me with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember last week? Um, actually, I think it might have been you, Mitch. You said, "What will Quinton's reaction be if they put a blonde wig on Dinah?" Mm. Remember? Yes. Yep. In this episode, he is introduced to her and they've said, hi, you know, this is Quentin meet Dinah. If Laurel's real name was Dinah, Hmm. he didn't blink twice. He didn't blink. He didn't. There was no reaction to the fact that the new person on their team has the same name as his dead daughter. That is so true. Yeah. He just made a joke about, wow, you guys are really going for this recruitment drive yeah and yeah, see i wanted to follow up line to that i wanted him to say well you're really doing this recruitment thing you're you're even repl- you know you're, you're to the point you're replacing people name on your name. team yeah i wanted him just to have a follow-up line but yeah it's so strange so strange it was that weird your actual daughter's first given name not the middle name that she took on but i don't know yeah. It's like, yeah, let's, yeah, let's not bring that up. Let's just remember <laughs> that Laurel was called Laurel, and last week it was a big thing that she was called Dinah, not now. So, yeah, yeah um, whatever. And with regards to flashbacks, this week we had Renee. Yeah, yes. Wild Dogs flashbacks. Yeah, they were good. Which they were excellent. Um, had no. Did anyone? Did you guys have an idea that he had a daughter? No. I, that, that was my other question. Was did we ever know that no. he had a daughter? He, I thought he was we a knew. Father. I thought we knew he was married somehow. Well, I thought maybe that's what I knew. Because there was something in the back of my mind saying, no, maybe you did know that. But I thought maybe I knew that he was married. But then when Curtis brought up the question, said, oh, I, when he referred to his wife, yeah. if only she was still alive. And he said, I didn't even know that you were married. And I thought, oh, hang on. Maybe we knew that he was a father, but not that he was you know, married and mm-hmm. he's now a widow. So it makes sense that that sort of character would keep his entire personal life uh, a secret and that he was just out to be a vigilante for the sake of it. I get the feeling he had a chat with John Diggle and they he said something about being you know being married before I think mm. but when I didn't know was, about the daughter. When he was helping John organize the birthday party. I think so something yeah. like that. I don't something know. in there. See I don't remember any I just or thought he was a... doing something nice and obviously we now know why he did that nice thing because he does actually have a kid but yeah. I don't think we had any inclination that he so did he get shot in the chest and just brush it off or because he was going to the football game he was in the glades he was wearing a bulletproof vest underneath his team's um jersey because the the guy who um, broke in the drug dealer yeah shot him point blank and that's what threw him into the room and knocked over the uh safe and everything Mm. and then he grabbed his gun got up shot the guy and then walks out and hugs his daughter, but he wasn't like he was shot in the chest. <laughs> like, fair enough if you could stumble and hug your daughter and then collapse, but he was just like, "Come here, darling." And it was like, 
wait, you should be almost dead right now. I don't now. even remember that. But then maybe he had a bulletproof vest on. He might have. It makes sense considering how that, that storyline had started, wanting to wanted to pack uh, the heat. I was going but, to re- rewind and I forgot to, so. Yeah, I don't know. I Actually, I don't remember him or where he was shot. I thought maybe he'd already started to try and run away and dodge the bullet and so when the guy shot it like just missed him and he in his frantic state just sort of fell into the other room I, oh, I didn't maybe he did I don't know it maybe was all it. it was all a blur it was like I was there but um were you drunk <laughs> I wasn't no 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 <laughs> I haven't gone the full Ben Clayton on, on Arrow this season yet but uh you know anything's possible anything's possible still plenty of time so with regards to flashbacks could this be another way they do flashbacks with different team members yeah maybe mm. yeah I started to wonder about that, and I think we were spoilt in a way having it start off with Wild Dog. I because I started to think, well, my first go-to was Mister Terrific, and I'm like, what backstory has he got that's interesting? Really, <laughs> we've we've seen him come into the show as you know a, an IT support sort of guy, and we've seen his marriage troubles and stuff, but we know that he wasn't a man of action until the show gave him reason. The audience saw this, the genesis of him wanting to to out there in the field you really hate to I don't I don't hate him we just you know I'm just trying to find validation he's, for him his role on the terrific. side he's not terrific. no he's definitely not terrific although he doesn't he keep swearing off being out in the field and then almost every episode he's, he's got the big in, T on his face yeah it's just awful which looks ridiculous yeah <laughs> well we've had uh, John Diggle um Back, uh, flashbacks. We've had an episode of that. Mm. I remember that one. At least one of those. Uh, we've had flashback with Felicity in her goth days. Mm-hmm. From oh, Wild yeah. Dog. I thought she looked way better then. Really? Mm. <laughs> 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 I did. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping she's going to revert back, maybe. You're like, bring on the Felicity flashbacks. Maybe yeah. she does when she gives in to uh, the, 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 the dark side. The dark side of becoming a hacker again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Go uh, go full jet black hair again. That'd be interesting. Anything else happen in this episode worthy of note? Um, yeah, it was just, it, <laughs> it was seemed just, to me that it was, it was a just. a nothing episode. Well, it was there to. Be political. Be political. Mm. At every, and every single interaction with every person, and it probably wasn't like that, but that's how it came across to me. Like, even um, Wild Dog and Terrific had a separate. Uh, you know, storyline going on with them interacting between the gun laws yep. and all the rest of it. That didn't even need to exist. No. But yet it did. That, I think, made the whole that story worse. Like, that, the, the, the underlying theme of the, of the episode worse because we didn't need that so obvious in your face reminder of what they're arguing about. It would have been so much better coming from Oliver because he's the mayor and people are asking him questions. And and even Quentin, I guess, for or or... Wild Dog as by himself. You don't need to bring Terrific into it, who is so against guns, and then and and Wild Dog's so for it. And it's like they were just removed from the storyline. And well, it's like Terrific was removed from his reality. Look what he does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, oh. it's, it was ridiculous. That's why I don't understand why this show felt necessary. Because while we've seen even in this season, you know, them question their own actions or their actions from the past and how it means you know, they operate now and how they've changed their ways, they've never really focused on the fact that what they do is is violence. To, again, to, to try and cure the violence in the city, but they do engage in plenty of violence uh, in their work. They've never really touched on it in a way like they have in this episode. So it, it's just so out of place in a way. And 
I don't really understand the conclusion and, and, and the new gun act that they come up with at the end. No, I mean and then, either. you know, I didn't even bother rewinding it because I thought, I don't need to know. I don't need to know the details because they were never touching this again. This we will hope. never come up. It's like <laughs> they've done this just to say that they've done it. Does it mean anything? No. And they sort of made a point also of saying, look, this doesn't stop anyone from being able to buy a gun if they can yeah. do so legally. And this doesn't take guns away from the people that already have them. And so it doesn't really change anything except to say that we've got a shiny new piece of paper with big words on the top that have got a new name. So here, it's like we've done something and we've just sort of really rammed it down your throat for 42 minutes. And I'm like... I don't even live in America. Why am I listening to this? You know, like we've got different gun laws down here. We're doing it a lot better than what you guys have got going on. So it will know. be interesting to see if next week they they touch on it. And between now and next week, I think uh, maybe I'll look at what was taking place in America this week mm. because maybe there was something on that they you know wanted to point out. You know, sometimes uh, this is very different. But the Big Bang Theory will have a. Uh, a Valentine's Day episode around Valentine's Day that kind of falls around that time. Or yeah. definitely they do it for Christmas. They're yeah. putting up the tree or the episode before Christmas time and stuff. So maybe something was going on in the US that marked something and they wanted to have an episode that paid oh, tribute to you mean like an or anniversary something. or something? Something, yeah. Quite, yeah, maybe. Maybe there was a vote against a gun law or, or for a gun law or something. So I don't know. Could have been as simple up. too. They've had this idea sitting on the shelf for a long time. They've went, oh, look, this is probably as good a time as ever. You know, when... Yeah. Got nothing in- else. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> we could do the gun law thing. Yeah, let's go for that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> was there anything at the end to hook us through? No. I remember. No. It was the, the big sort of drone speech, shot yeah. of, uh, of the candle at vigil and stuff on the, on the steps of, yeah. of so the Queen's so office. Nothing to hook us through. Nothing even to hook us through. Nope. Not even Prometheus. It, should have, it could have panned out and then had Prometheus standing Just there. Just watching. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been something. <laughs> at least something. <laughs> All right. So shall we do our scores? I'm not going first this week. I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. Terry. Me. Oh. Well, see, normally I'd put Arrow last. And it was, it wasn't a complete shit episode, but it was so political that I didn't like it. But she annoys me. F***ing Supergirl annoys me. Oh, there we go. Sorry. You know what? We got through the I'm whole so episode sorry. and you didn't swear. <laughs> she just, she's useless. So oh, I mean, super, she's not useless, but you she, know. She ain't no Supergirl. Well, she, There's she, so many things that she could do and bleh. Should we train uh, so her, change her S to an L, like so she's learning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> um, so Arrow is actually number one. Oh. And Supergirl is at the bottom because she's not super. Okay. That uh, was unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go the same way. Um, I think the Arrow episode should have been a lot better then Supergirl than it was, but just the bang, bang, bang down your throat of the gun control brought it to just over Supergirl, but um, otherwise it was uh, a lot a lot more of a, a funner sort of episode, everything else that was going on. And the Wild Dog stuff. I'm really loving Wild Dog. Not this season, because he's only come in this season, but I'm just loving the development of Wild Dog as this yeah. season goes on. So even though it was a questionable sort of backstory and very convenient to the story and how quickly it was all sort of set up, how he went from nothing to wanting to be a vigilante all in the moment. It's still Wild Dog, and I think the, the actor's really, uh, really, really good, so I really like him. So I'll go Arrow uh, first and Supergirl second as well. I was all set to give Supergirl the top place this week. <laughs> I really was. And not because Arrow was political. I don't mind a show making a political statement. Hey, 
I'm a massive fan of Star Trek, and if one thing they do and have done forever is make political statements, that's so. Make a political statement, fine, but work it into a a storyline that is actually still entertaining, that mm. goes somewhere, that does something. Yeah. This just seemed to exist on an island. For and and hey, as we said, maybe next week there'll be something that's leveraged off the storyline that'll go. Oh, okay, I kind of get it now. It makes sense a little bit, but maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> so I was going to vote for Supergirl, but then remembering how good the flashbacks were with Wild Dog, yeah, I, I'm going to put Arrow just just on top, followed by Supergirl, of course. <laughs> well, across the board, that's easy this week. So, Mitch, can you add that up? Just, to make sure. just do the math on that one. Oh, surprise, surprise, Arrow's first, Supergirl's second. Excellent. All right. That's so, uh, short week this week. We're back to a full book next week, are we? Yeah. I think so. Yep. Excellent. Yes. All right, Mitch, what else is going on on Get Into Geek? Plenty of stuff coming up. Uh, actually, it's a couple of weeks away, but I am doing the interview this week. Um, Dacre Montgomery, who you may not know the name, but he's a Perth-born Aussie actor. He's about to become the Red Ranger in Power Rangers. I'm speaking to him this week. Uh, that interview Matty Gibson up. will be wetting his pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Well, he <laughs> was when I told him we were going to go get to see the film early. And then they pulled the pin on it, so um, we're going to have to wait. But uh, that interview coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Danny Boyle, a director of Train Spotting T2, Train Spotting, I should call it. Uh, that's uh, that's up on the site this week as well. Obviously, we got uh, all of our movie chats coming up. Logan, very, 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 very soon. And uh, otherwise, check out our side project as well. Get into Gate, a revisit of Stargate SG One. Check us out on socials: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and drop us a line. Get into Geek at Gmail.com. All right, well, until next week. Get into geek.